Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. Following another day at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. Day two of training camp, official practice in the books. And it was a pretty good day today out there on the grass as far as I was concerned. I had a lot of good... A lot of good activities going out there. Let's put it like that. I, th- I felt like there was a there's a lot of people in attendance, which is really cool. You know, first of all, obviously all the players are out there, but there's family and friends. There's a lot of media out there. It just it feels like there's a lot going on at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. There's a lot of activities, which is a good thing, I think. So uh, yeah, just fun being back out there. We were out there bright and early, of course, the morning tailgate with Vinny Bonsignor, Eddie Pascal, and uh, Heidi Fang. I'll kick this off this morning at 7 a.m. Uh, they were live at HQ, and so i uh, basically been there all day long. My man, Demond Cotton, he's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm back at the home studio. Uh, again, just a, a pretty spirited day today. Uh, we talked to multiple members of the Raiders, including offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. We talked to quarterback Derek Carr. We talked to, to defensive end Chandler Jones and also cornerback Rocky Sin. So you'll hear some of that sound coming up on the show today. And uh, uh, I'm trying to trying to get in touch with Josina Anderson. She was in attendance as well uh, at the at practice today and it's been two days in a row. Uh, Steve Weish from NFL Network was there yesterday. Josina Anderson was there today. Uh, and so I know she was on her way. She was making a beeline to the hotel and, and to the airport. So we may have a Josina Anderson spot on the show today. She might, might chime, chime in at some point. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, we'll kind of keep our head on a swivel. But she was out there. We talked a little bit about what she saw. Uh, she got some good interviews with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr one-on-one, so kind of wanted to uh, get her thoughts on what she heard and also what she saw. So just kind of put that as a programming note. We might hear from Josina Anderson. Not 100% guaranteed. Right now I'd probably lean towards we're not, but you never know. There's a chance. You're saying there's a chance, tomorrow. You're saying there's a Fingers chance. Fingers are crossed. Yeah, and like I said, I understand how it is when you're, you know, you're out here for assignment and then you're making a beeline to the airport. I know that it's, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up and and go from here to there and there and all of a sudden time gets gets slipped away. So, uh, like I said, if, if she doesn't call in, she doesn't call in, that's no problem. We'll actually check, you know, check in with her at some other point, but uh there is a chance that she will join the show at some point. Coming up at 2:30, Levi Edwards from raiders.com. He's in attendance every single day. He'll uh, he'll join the show for a few minutes just to talk about the excitement around the building just for training camp to be back. Uh, the, the excitement with the players, you know, I mean, everyone's getting there bright and early. Everyone's got big smiles on their face. And, look, we're only two days into training camp. So, uh, you know, halfway through training camp, those big smiles might not be big smiles anymore because there's a ton of work being put in. And I'll say this. The other the other good note about today, DeMond, was uh, early this morning I thought I was going to go home and change my, my shorts into pants because it felt like it was going to cool off. You know, I felt like it was going to be kind of a cold day. And not even cold day. That's, that's the wrong word. But it just felt like it wasn't going to be hot. So I thought, man, I should save my shorts for a day where it's blazing hot. Well, I didn't change, and then all of a sudden it got blazing hot. But it was it was one of the, the more manageable days today. Let's put it like that. It was one of the cooler days out there uh, on the grass. So that was, that was a, a benefit to everybody 
But, uh, yeah, you know, halfway through training camp, everyone's going to be like, all right, I'm just ready for this to get over with. You know, just ready to get to the regular season. But right now everyone's pretty fired up, pretty excited. And uh, I've I've thought – and it's been a a pleasant surprise, to be 100% honest. And maybe I'm the only one surprised by this. But uh, I think that our our access has been pretty great so far. I mean, I know it's only two days in, but we we joked about it quite a bit, about what we – you know, our access at mandatory minicamp and the fact that everything was going on three football fields away. It hasn't been like that the first two days. Now, maybe that's because family and friends have been in town. I don't know. But as of right now, everything is, is, is pretty good. You know, there's, there's a healthy rotation of the third field, the second field, and the first field. So, I mean, we, we get to see defense. We get to see the running backs. We get to see quarterback, wide receiver play. I mean, there's a lot that's coming out. I think there's some good videos that have been floating out about different, you know, um, drills that are going on. And there's no one-on-ones. There's no 11-on-11 going on. It's just it's – just, drills it's just drills trying to get back into football activities trying to get your legs underneath you you know stuff like that so it hasn't been anything too intense so maybe when things get ratcheted up a little bit maybe then maybe then they'll change up the you know the distance that we're uh, able to see from but right now everything has been great so i've been very appreciative of what we've been able to uh see so far at the intermountain healthcare performance center the other note that i have for uh for training camp it's been it's been pretty up-tempo. I talked about it quite a bit yesterday, but it seems like all the guys are moving from drill to drill. It seems like all the guys are hustling up through the drill. It's no, you know, just kind of slow playing. It's boom, guy go, boom, guy go, boom, guy go. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's nothing real slow. So the tempo is there. There's no physicality, obviously, but the tempo is definitely there. So that's been something that has been uh, kind of pretty cool to see and a lot of attention to detail. Uh, I know it's brought up quite a bit in the media sessions that we have after practice, uh, even before practice uh, got started uh, yesterday. It's, it's a lot of teaching going on. So if a guy doesn't do a rep right, it's like, okay, hey, look, do it like this. No, do it like this. Do it like this. You know, I, I was up close to personal with the tight end group, and there was a couple of the tight ends, not Darren Waller uh, or Foster Moreau or Foster Morrow, however you want to say it. But he wasn't one of those guys. It was, you know, a, a different tight end, but wasn't getting the drill down. And it was like, oh, no, come back. Do it again. Come back. Do it again. And it was just the attention to detail that was there that was pretty refreshing just to see that they're making sure that everything as it starts, the foundation as it's being laid is doing, being done correctly because you can't do – you know, you can't do your installs if you're not doing the, the foundational pieces correctly, right? Because then your installs will be wrong because you'll be doing everything wrong from the jump. So I like the attention to detail, but I also like the up-tempo as far as the, the practices have been going. It's just boom, 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 boom. They're getting a lot of reps in in a short amount of time. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. So coming up at 2.30, as I mentioned, Levi Edwards from Raiders.com. He'll join us just to talk about how he's feeling so far. Training camp's going, uh, you know, some expectations for some of the guys and uh, just the vibe around the building. Then at 3, uh, 3.30, we'll have Ted Nguyen from The Athletic. He put out a piece about the AFC West in general and how there's a case and there's a path for all four teams uh, to have a chance to win the AFC West. And so he talks about the Chiefs, how they can – carve their way to win in the AFC West again. Uh, he talked about the Broncos, how they can go with the AFC West. Talked about the Chargers, same thing, and then the Raiders as well. So we'll break all things down, AFC West, and how each team could win the, uh, the, the division and also what the, the biggest issue will be for each team trying to win the division. So that will come up at 3.30 from 10 to win. We also hear, are, are going to hear from Chandler Jones, uh, his media session. We heard that earlier. Uh, we'll hear some of the sound bites from Derek Carr, his media session earlier. Uh, offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi, want to hear from him. We're going to try to get as much in as possible, and then 
Once the show's over, we're going to get into the weekend, and we're going to have practices on Saturday and on Sunday, so we'll have plenty to come back with on Monday to bring to the shows as well all day long, starting with the morning tailgate at 7 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. That's the sound that we have coming up on the show today. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You know, it's funny. When we're out there at the practice facility and we're watching, there's always either someone or there's a position group or something that I'm really paying attention to. So some reason I get locked in on certain areas and I just kind of stay that stay in that zone for a while. And so it made me think about a good topic, or at least I thought was a good topic for today's show, and that's if you could shadow a player, a coach, the team owner, anyone in the Raiders organization, if you could just shadow them, for a day. And what I mean by shadow is basically be right in their hip. You know, just be right there with them. Be their right-hand man. S- similar to, like, uh, what Marcel Reese is with, uh, with Mark Davis. Anytime you see Mark Davis, you see Marcel Reese. If you could do that with one player and just try to pick their brain, you know, learn from them, see what they do on the daily, you know, what goes into all their preparation or whatever, who would that person be and why? And the reason I ask this question is I just think that it's – you know, it, it just kind of shows how, when you look at this team or when you look at, you know, it, teams in general, you, you get a certain idea. And, and there's certain parts of the team that stand out to you and other parts of the team that don't stand out to you. You know what I mean? There's certain things. I don't think everyone uh, examines every element of every team. And so I just kind of want to know where your peak interest lies. So if you're going to follow and shadow someone for a day, who would it be? And, and, and on top of that, it's Friday, so let's have a little bit of fun with it, right? Let's get a little bit loose. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, heard the Derek Carr presser and, uh, you know, the little exchange with uh, Paul Gutierrez that I thought was exactly that, just a little exchange. I know some people have been talking about it as it was massive. I don't think it was. I think it was just, you know, uh, a guy asking a question and a guy irritated by the question and, and a, a quick kind of as a matter of fact, response to it. So, And you'll hear it later on in the show. We'll play the sound bites from it if you haven't heard it yet. Um, just like I said, I, I didn't think it was anything too major, uh, but I know some people have thought, I don't know, DeMond, what, what was your feedback when you heard uh, with Derek Carr and, and, and how Paul got into it? But it wasn't even get into it. It was just, like I said, it was, it was just two guys that, whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't, was I didn't very, take too much It was a very it. valid follow-up question about, hey, you're blocking out the noise, then it's, hey, because I always have those questions with athletes too. It's something like, hey, if you guys are blocking out the noise, you don't care what anybody says, but you are listening though, because right. then it's always, hey, we don't, I don't hear. They it, hear everything. Yeah, exactly. All, all those guys. So hear it's everything. the catch twenty two. It's like it's right. either you hear it or you don't, and that's basically what the um, what the question was. But the the reaction basically that I can say that I saw on Twitter from some Raider fans, you had a few, a minority of people like, hey, man, that's a good question. I don't see what the problem is. The approach you're taking, but the majority was like, ooh, right. And it's like, guys, it wasn't that. I didn't think it was that serious. And like I said, I'll let you hear the sound and you can judge for yourself. But uh, from being in the room, I thought it was Derek Carr making a statement to someone else. And then Paul jumping in and said, hey, you know, then why do you talk about it? And Derek not appreciating the way that Paul said, well, why are you talking about it? And I mean, you know, hey, there's I, I get it. There's certain people that want to be talked to a certain way. And that's fine. I mean, you know, it is what it is. There's there's guys that if you say. Like, if, if it's Coach McDaniels and you say Josh, they'll be like, oh, it's Coach, you know, and they'll get mad. Jason because, Garrett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's 
there's there's different different things, different strokes for different folks, you know. And and, and so I don't really take it uh, too personal. I don't think it was a, that big of a deal. But like I said, I do know some people uh, thought it was pretty massive, and so. Uh, we'll, we'll let you hear that at some point in the show, but uh, I just I just want to know who you'd want to follow, who you'd want to you know shadow, who you'd want to be around for a 24-hour period, just kind of soaking it in, learning from them, seeing what they do on the regular. Demond, do you have anyone on the current Raiders roster on their team, anyone within the organization that you'd like to follow around, shadow for for a day or so? Coach Josh McDaniels, like the head coach, I want to see what goes into the beginning of the day and even the end of the day planning for the next day. I, we get to end the day there, and that's where I'll go home after seeing like how the next day is actually being prepared. But also, what's he looking for? At the end of the day, what are his notes? What, is, what are the feedbacks for the head coach? Because you can't watch every single player at practice. All right. But how are but how is the head coach processing that information? What's he paying attention? What's he paying attention to the most at these practices? Right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, that that'll that'll uh, try to think, try to think. I'm trying to think how that would you know how that would work, right? Like how would it how would the day go as far as you you kind of following him and and him you know putting everything together. Just just how that hold that how, how that day would go if that makes sense, which it probably doesn't. Well, from no, well, yeah, it's going to start with like it's the first person in the facility. I've got to imagine. And then, like, maybe the notes from previous practices, like, what are then all the notes that the assistant coaches are giving to the head coach for him to make his evaluations? Because for me, seeing being a head coach, it just seems like an impossible job because you have to be on top of everything. Yeah, no, that's true. So you it's gotta, that compartmentalizing. That's what I really want to see, how a head coach does that. Yeah, you got to be the CEO, right? You got to be the CEO of just about everything. And then you also have an area that you're a specialty, you know, you're, uh, uh, that's your specialty, which he's an offensive guy, right? So uh, obviously he's got a game plan, and that's what we talk about with his his play calling. He's got to do all that, but then he's also got to make sure specialties is on point. He's got to make sure the defense is on point. Got to make sure, uh, you know, er- yeah, that, that makes – that makes a lot of sense. That obviously that would be a, a intriguing person to follow. I'm trying to think who I'd want to shadow, who I think I would get the you know the most out of just just kind of being around them for a 24 hour period. I'm trying to think who would be the most intriguing person. I would I think I'd want to I think I'd want to shadow a player and just see how much they really how much is put gone it goes into it in a in a day's period because you know we always hear about max crosby getting there before it's a before the sun comes up and and even Derek carr you know getting there before it gets before the sun goes up and you know going from meeting to practice to the weight room to media to the you know just that i think that that would be intriguing to me to see it from a player's point of view because i think we get a better idea of what the players go through you know what I mean? Like, we talk about it from our point of view, but, hell, I ain't never been in the locker room. I ain't never had to go through what they go through. So I think it would give us a better understanding of what these players would go through if we had an opportunity to just kind of ride with the guy for a day. If that, You know what I mean? Like, coach, coach makes a lot of sense, and I think that would be really intriguing, but I don't think I want all that responsibility. You know what I mean? I, I think that's too much. I, I think that's too much for me. I think that makes my brain uh, too too foggy and too bogged down. So I, I, I'm going to ride with a player. I'm just – the problem is what player would you, would you ride with? And I, I think I'm looking at either Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, or – it's got to be Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, or Devontae Adams. One of the three I think I would pick just because – those are obviously the high-profile names right now, and, and you, know, you feel like that you're really going to get the guy that's going to work from sunup to sundown, 
right? The guy that you're gonna you're gonna see the most and the most details go into. Not saying the other guys aren't busting their tail because they are, but we just hear about these insane work ethics from these guys. So I think that that's what uh, one of those three players would be a guy that I'd I'd like to follow around just to see what all goes into to putting it all together. Yeah, and that also goes back to the question I asked Jesse Merrick yesterday because I know you know he used to be a receiver. Right. About, did you see anything special with Devontae Adams? Like maybe the way he's cutting on his routes, his footwork, all of those things that goes into it. So I see what you're saying. You want to pick one of those three players because I would want to see what makes them so elite. Right. What, what's, yeah. that, what's that upper echelon work ethic like? Yeah, see, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm headed. I like that. I, that's 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 a great way to put it, Demar. Good stuff. 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line as well, 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, got multiple texts that we'll get to in a few minutes. But, Demar, do you have a – you, I think you had a. Do you have a caller lined up that you wanted to get to? Okay, you're saying. Hold on. Let me get to. Let me get to this text real quick. Then, uh, Q is for the mailman raider. Q, I may be cheating a bit, but I'd like to shadow a rookie for a day, then a 10-year veteran the next to see the difference in attitude, the approach they both take with different things. One guy's been there, done that. The other guys are trying to get there. That's a great answer. That would be fun, right? Seeing a guy that's a rookie, that's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, has no idea what to expect. A guy just. Jumping up and down with energy, wanting to get into the locker room, say he's in the NFL, and a guy that's been there, done that. That's a really good one. Almost like I'm trying to think of a guy that plays the same position because, like Chandler Jones talked about that today in his media session about you know the li- the average life expectancy of an NFL player is about three years, right? So <laughs> that you know, so that would that's that's three years, and he's been in the league what ten years, going on eleven. So he had to keep on reinventing himself and keep on working, working, working to stay in the league as long as he has. So that would be that would be cool, almost to see like a Malcolm Kuntz. So I know he's not a rookie; he's a second-year guy, but uh, so, you know, same position. So have Malcolm Kuntz shadow him for a day, and then shadow Chandler Jones and see the differences and see how you stick around the league. That's a really good one, Mailman Raider. I like that. Thanks so much for that that text. I appreciate you. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Let's talk to Raider X. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Hey, so my my dude would be Patrick Graham. Um, is I am super interested on how he's going to develop this defense. Also, because he's coming in uh, behind Gus Bradley, and you know, give it what it be. I think Gus Bradley put a put a breath of life into uh, the Raider defense. You know, we really have, we haven't had a credible defense in some time. Yeah, there's a lot of things that he, that we can work on and improve on, and I think that's what puts the pressure because I think that he's going to be so dynamic and not bring a typical uh, defensive scheme to the Raiders, and I think he's going to be utilizing kind of like we're all anticipating the the, the McDaniel factor on the offense. I think I think you know he's going to, and I just want to see him how he's looking at it, how he's going to constantly move around, and and the biggest thing is because of AFC West. You look at the AFC West, yeah, they got some defense, but it's all about the offense. How he's going to scheme against all these different quarterbacks and all these other systems over there to shut them down. Pretty, you know, I just would just love to see how he's looking at it. It's a, it's, it's a real live chess game. So just curious about that. I think the guy is, is brilliant looking at, uh, at his track history coming from uh, the Giants. There you go. Hey, thank you so much for the call, my man. I definitely appreciate you. That's really good stuff. Uh, and that's, that's yeah, that's a really good one. I, I, I like that. And, and uh, yeah, we're going to keep them rolling, man. We got a bunch of texts rolling in right now. We'll get to uh, – who'd you say is up real quick, Devon? Elliot. Elliot, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, guys? 
Hey, man, so I just want to answer your question. You know, if I were to follow, I think, one player around, you know, I think it would actually be um, Alex Leatherwood. Mm. And, uh, yeah, the reason why I say that is because, you know, I think he has a huge chip on his shoulder this year. You know, he kind of underperformed, had to switch positions, and now he gets a second chance, you know. So I think he's looking to prove people wrong. And aside from that, you know, one thing that I noticed this week is, the dude hasn't had a social media presence in like over a year. I think he's been putting in the work and we're all going to be really surprised by it. So yeah, Alex Leatherwood, he's the guy I want to see. Okay. Sounds good. Good. Hey man, good call. appreciate that. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he is this year, you know, compared to last year. And it's, it kind of goes back to the text that mailman Raider said, you know, a guy who's a rookie as opposed to a guy who's a 10 year vet. Cause I know, uh, and Alex Leatherwood has said this, that last year, you know, he was just trying to figure out what was going on around him. You know, it was a little overwhelming at times, but he was obviously uh, felt like he was up for the challenge. And there was a lot of times that, you know, he, he his performance wasn't good. And there was other times where he, you could see, OK, there's there's signs right there. Right. And so it just it feels like and I'm just I, I don't want to speak for him, but it feels like he's in a better place this year where he he feels a lot more comfortable even being out at the ballpark on Monday night he felt like or sounded like he was you know very comfortable in his own skin and so that's that's part of it and and again we've said this a few times as far as the offensive line goes all those guys I asked Derek Carr about that today all those young guys got a lot of burn last season I would almost think that they have to be better this season just because they had that much work right now I know they have a new offensive line coach I know it's a new scheme I get all that but just by having that much NFL experience you know I just kind of feel like you you're, you have to be better just on accident just because you've been there done that right I mean you know the first time you go on the radio and the and the hundredth time you go on the radio are two different things right you also get a lot more experience you can tell that you're a lot more comfortable does that mean that you're doing everything right no does that mean that you're gonna be great no but it does mean that you hey you have some kind of understanding of what it looks like that's, that's the biggest key. I think Alex Leatherwood, I think Andre James, I think John Simpson, all those guys, they now know what it looks like. Now can they all put it together? And then you look at a guy like Dylan Parham who doesn't know what it looks like. He's going to have to learn what it's like and, and what it looks like, and hopefully he has some of those guys, a Colton Miller, he has a Denzel Good, you know, even an Andre James and, a, and an Alex Leatherwood that can kind of help him along as well. You know, and even John Simpson laughed about it the other day, like, yeah, Dylan's a, a cool little rookie, and then started laughing. You know, it's just – it just seems like they can help him along because they've been there, done that. They they were thrown into the fire, and so now they can help him along a little bit as well. But, uh, of course, as you know, it's just that's what it is. You you learn as you go, and you learn as you're thrown into the mix. So uh, thanks so much for that call again. Definitely appreciate you. Um, let's see. I got, a, I got a text from the 408. I would have thought DeMar was going to say Gruden's son and him just bugging the blank out of him, asking him questions like, what's your max, bro? How much you bench? You know, and do you even lift, bro? That's funny. I can see that too, DeMond. I can totally see you following around Deuce Gruden and be like, what's up, dog? What you got? How much you got? What's your max today? You know, Levi Edwards who's coming up. I think you, Levi, and Deuce Gruden could all get in the same room, and Willie Ramirez too, could all get in the same room together and have a, a, a liftoff. You guys are, are like gym rats, which is not a bad thing, but it's just funny. You guys are like gym rats. Oh, yeah, man, me and Deuce Gruden, that'd be the the ultimate picture for me. If it was, like, just to get that selfie, me and Deuce, maybe, like, arms folded together after a good lift. You Deuce know? would make you look like a, a, a little dude. He would look. <laughs> he know. would make you look like a Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> He's swole, man. That dude walks around. He walks around that facility. I'm like, damn, that dude's big. 
You know what I mean? He's not tall, but he's just stout. Hey, right? we're two five five kings, you know? <laughs> you guys are the biggest five footers in the game. No <laughs> doubt about it. That's funny. I I had a DJ that uh, I used to work with named BJ. That's what he used to call himself. BJ the DJ, the biggest five footer in the game. It was hilarious. <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't swole, he was just short. So he was like your height with skinny like my arms. <laughs> and you know I ain't got no muscle. So <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you that. I ain't, I am I am like allergic to the gym. <laughs> I go to the hoop court. I I'll, I'll go I'll go play all the games and that's that's the problem with me. I'll go do all the activities, but man, when it comes to the to the iron, I'm like allergic to it, or that's my kryptonite. Hey Q, you want to go lift? Nah, I'm good. But I I'm, I'm putting that in my bio, like as soon as we go to commercial break. What the biggest five footer in the game? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I ain't mad at that at all. Uh, got one text from Jason in Maryland talking about the car and Paul Gutierrez, uh, the exchange, and, and I mentioned it wasn't too big of a deal, and he said it wasn't a big deal. But some people know that Carr over the summer blocked PG on Twitter after PG did his article on that mock-off season where he said he traded Carr. I only know because PG tweeted a screenshot of the block notification on Twitter. So if you add that context, it's a little more than nothing. They're both being petty. They seem to have some beef, and I agree 100%. Like, obviously there's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of, of history there brewing. And, and that's why uh, one of my responses on Twitter to someone was like, it's a rift between those guys. Like, there's just a little bit of a rift. But uh, I, I don't want to blow it up. But, yeah, I mean, Jason's absolutely right. I remember when that, that screenshot – I remember when that article came out uh, because <laughs> I actually went and looked at it. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Paul did. And I was like, oh, traded Derek Carr. <laughs> probably not going to go over well. But, I mean, he was the, – the thing about it, not trying to defend anybody because they don't need me to defend them. But it was funny because the way that he wrote the article – I mean, it made sense if it was a team that's not trying to win right now, right? Like, that's how I took it. And I think that I, – I don't I – don't, this didn't happen. Devontae Adams' trade hadn't happened before that article came out, right? The, that, that was the thing. The article was already out before the Devontae Adams trade happened, I do believe, because uh, that's why – yeah, they still had their first and second round pick. So that's, that's – uh, that was my thing is that I, I felt like Paul wrote that not thinking that the team was going to go all in on win mode now. You know, a win-now mode, but they did. So, you know, that, that kind of obviously changes the game. But I feel like that when Paul wrote that, he made sense for down the line and, and the, the future of the team, which is similar to what Adam Hill, when he joins the show, he talked about plenty of times before they made the move for Devontae Adams. Uh, he always said that he felt like the team should not go in, like, rebuild mode but not expect have high expectations for the next couple of years and – continue to build the, the team so when the other teams in the AFC West started to dip a little bit, they could jump and take advantage of the division. Uh, and, at, hell, Adam's been on the show multiple times talking about that. So I, I do remember that, though, Jason. And that was, uh, you know, that was – it was funny when it happened, especially when Paul tweeted out the, you know, that he's been blocked. I thought, oh, damn, you know. But it is what it is. Like I said, I think it's just a, a little rift between the guys, and, and I, I didn't take a whole lot to it. Uh, thought – it was funny at first because it, it, it felt like, you know, Derek was kind of joking at first. And then when, when he was just like, hey, you know, don't, I don't appreciate your tone or whatever, or push it back a little bit. What, I don't remember exactly what he said, but, you know, pump it back or whatever. Uh, pump I was like, the oh. brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes. I was like, okay, yeah, he's, he's all right, he's serious. You know, <laughs> so, but I think everyone, you can hear the laugh in the room. I think everybody laughed in the room at first. So, I mean, it, it, it was what it was, but Jason's spot on with that. 227 is the time. When we come back, we'll hear from Levi Edwards from Raiders.com. Just kind of get his vibe of what it's like having the players back in the building at the facility, working out, preparing for the upcoming 2022 season. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. 
That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. We've been asking the question. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. If you could shadow a Raiders player, a coach, maybe the team owner, anyone within the Raiders organization for a day, who would it be and why? Again, 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Also got the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Maybe you'd shadow this next man. Levi Edwards from Raiders.com joins us now on the phone lines and Levi, appreciate you so much for joining us. It's always good to see you at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And I know you're in the building, but if there's somebody in the building that you can follow around for a day and just kind of be in their hip pocket and learn what they do, who would it be? That's an easy answer, Q. I'm going after Madam President. Uh, ah. Historic hire that we just made. First African-American female team president. It'd just be historic. And I just remember when I did that first story on her, I kind of pulled her off to the side after her press conference, and we just both had a moment where it's just, do you realize how historic this is? And so it just it still amazes me that she is our president, and I'm just glad that I work for an organization that breaks barriers. So I would definitely want to shout at her for a day. I think that would be pretty cool. You know, and I'm glad you brought her up because you did do that piece on her, and I did. I saw you when you were talking to her immediately after the press conference. What was your biggest takeaway that she had to say, either to you or in the press conference setting? She's proud of Vegas. That's my biggest takeaway that nice. I can that I can make is she's proud of her city, and she's done a lot within this community. And I believe that her being brought here, she's going to continue to bring the Raiders in and make it more Vegas's team. Just because the team has been here for now two, three years, or has been here for two years, playing here in Allegiant right. Stadium, going into his third season. So her already being so intertwined within Vegas, her being her hometown, her already done so many things in this community, she's going to take this team and really just continue to push it and drive it down the community and make it Las Vegas' team. I like it. Well said there. Levi Edwards from Raiders.com joining us now on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, Levi, uh, there's actually football activities going on. We always hunger so much for football, and now the guys are out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, They're not doing anything too massive. It's not pads popping right now, but what's the energy like in the building just having the guys back and knowing that some football and some teaching is going on? I don't know about UQ, but I'm just really excited to see any sort of football. <laughs> of course, there's no pads, there's no heavy hitting, nothing crazy like that. But honestly, I'm just glad to go outside and see some football and see some guys grinding, fighting for their jobs, fighting for some spots, trying to figure things out and be ready for the season. So I'm, I'm honestly just really excited, despite whatever is going on. You can feel football in the building. Yeah, everybody's excited. Everybody's eager to get better. Hey, Levi, I know it's only been a couple of days of camp, but has there been anybody that surprised you, whether it be physically like, hey, that guy's bigger than I thought he was or that guy's faster than I thought he was? Just anyone that stood out and surprised you so far? I wouldn't say a surprise per se. Uh, Actually, 
Well, I kind of have two answers for this. <laughs> so the first definitely isn't a surprise. Okay, Devontae Adams is like the real deal. He's the real article. Just, I mean, everybody already kind of knows that. Green Bay already knows that. But just seeing him in person is different when you see somebody on TV and you watch a game on TV and you just kind of see it on social media. It's different. But then when you see it in person, it's crazy. The way that he just runs his routes and he doesn't look like he's going top-notch speed on these drills, but the way he just glides on the field is just something that I've never seen a receiver really do in person. And so I'm still trying to take that in. And also another person that's really surprised me is, is Amir White. I've seen, and I've only seen, like, the most minimal amount of stuff that Amir's done so far, but he's massive. And he didn't get that Zeus nickname that's not by mistake. That is by design. He's a massive person, and he runs with anger, hmm. even in drills. When he's just going through holes, going through drills, he runs like he has a mission. And I'm not exactly sure where he'll fit into this offense, but he's a fourth-round pick, and there's a lot of talented running backs on this team that can also help him through and guide him along. So he's, he's really impressed me so far, even though nothing much has happened, but just kind of a little glimpse I've seen of the, the rookie. He's a, he might got something. He's talking right now with Levi Edwards from Raiders.com, talking to him on Raider Nation Radio 920 and Necessary Roughness, DeMond Cotton, and your boy Q. And uh, Levi, as far as Chandler Jones, we got to talk to him today during the media session. Uh, his leadership just kind of oozes out of him, right? Without him even doing anything, you could tell he's such a leader. Uh, what are your expectations for Chandler, and, and kind of what vibe have you received from him just seeing him in a media session a few times? I think what's great about Chandler is he's accomplished so much and he's already been that premier edge rusher in the league but whenever I've whenever you hear him talk to the media or whenever I've just talked to him in private just in the building he he seems like he still has that I don't want to say the word chip on his shoulder Mm -hmm. but he still works as if he has something to prove like he he still grinds and he still puts forth the same energy and effort as if he's a guy that's trying to make the team. Like he's an undrafted rookie free agent trying to make the practice squad or try to make the 53-man roster. That's the kind of effort that he plays with, and that's the kind of mentality that he has when he's doing anything. And I think that that's been such a relief to have and even something that he said earlier today where him and Devontae are two guys, despite the accolades, despite all the success, they still are not content. Right. And that's the vibe that I get from Chandler. I feel like that that kind of vibe is contagious, you know, with the with the younger guys. These guys are accomplished, but as long as they're still grinding and they want more and more and more out of themselves, the younger guys are going to have to want more because, well, they're trying to get where a guy like Devontae is at, a guy like Chandler is at. You know, Max Crosby, uh, I'm looking at those two right there, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I'm excited. I, mean, I know what Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby did last year. I think that uh, Max Crosby, who's continuing to get better and better, I think that this year uh, we're going to see a lot what are your thoughts on just those two as bookend edge rushers? They've, all, they've both been very vocal about their friendship that they already had before they became teammates. You saw the saw the picture of them FaceTiming each other, kind of just mm-hmm. being happy about them being teammates. So when you have two really good edge rushers next to each other, it's going to create problems. And honestly, I don't know. I'm kind of on the inside looking out, per se. But there's been a lot of hype that people have been talking about Joey Bosa and and 
Khalil Mack teaming up together. And I honestly believe that the same hype uh, and expectations could also be said about Max and Chandler being put together. It's two proven players. It's two people that are still very hungry. And honestly, I think that they'll match each other's energy. And they've done a great job of matching each other's energy so far just throughout OTAs, yeah. mini camp, and in training camp so far the past two days. They really match each other's energy. And last year, since I've been covering this team, I haven't seen really a lot of anybody or a lot of people that have the same motor and drive that Max Crosby has. He's just very relentless. He just doesn't get tired. And I see Chandler being that that guy that can kind of match that energy next to him. I just, I just want to thank you because you just gave me another show topic. <laughs> you just threw another show time. All of a sudden, the wheels started turning, so uh, I definitely want to thank you for that. But uh, my man Zaman had another one that he, he wanted to ask you real quick. All right, Levi. Man, Q, I really want to know what, what Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. Okay. It's right. coming. Well, I'll, I'll get my question out of the way right now then. <laughs> Levi, in that last answer there, you mentioned expectations. So with this offense, I think that this is clearly going to be a top five offense in the NFL this coming season. So what are your expectations for this offense with Josh McDaniels now heading the league, heading the team? Well, there's a, there's a theme around the building that has kind of been a vibe, and I, I'm just going to go along with the vibe that's already getting put out within the building and not that there's no expectations and that I don't think any of the players, any of the coaches, they don't have any set expectations. They just come in every day and they want to get better. And it's been very vocal and it's been preached is we're not going to talk about what we could be, what we should be. We got to worry about how are we going to get better today and the day after that. They're taking a one day at a, time approach and something Deron Harmon said yesterday that I really did love he said we have a very very talented team but talent doesn't always win games so that really stuck with me because it's right there's been too many times where you see these you know these star-studded teams that have all the talent in the world and all have all the star power in the world but they can't click and honestly, I, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm I'm living proof. <laughs> Sorry, you can, yeah, yeah. It was a rough year last year. You yeah, know, buddy. People get hurt. <laughs> chemistry issues happen. Right. You know, the bench. You know, you know. Yeah. So I'm not comparing the Lakers at all to anybody. I'm just saying, my gotcha. we've, we've seen it happen before. So yeah. I don't think they have any set expectations. And so if they don't have any set expectations, I'm not going to have any set expectations. I'm just going to see what they can do when it's time to put on the pads when it's time to play these preseason games and going into week one against the Chargers. Nice. Go ahead, DeMond. All right, Levi. When the question that Q threw at you to start, your answer was Sandra Douglas Morgan, the team president, and that's a good one. And mine was Coach Josh McDaniels. But a texter from the show, they texted in and said, hey, DeMond, I'm surprised your answer wasn't Deuce Gruden so you could follow him around in the weight room and ask him how much he benches and what's his max. So that led Q to say, hey, me, you, and Deuce, we should get a lift in. So when can we make this happen? You, me, and Deuce Gruden all getting a lift together. I'm down for whenever. I've been, I've been, uh, Damon, I've been trying to get a lift in with you for a while. So the issue is that you're a morning lifter, and I'm not built like that. I'm not a morning lifter. I lift in the afternoon, evening. That's, that's kind of like my flow. I just don't have the discipline in myself enough to be grinding like you at five, six in the morning. I can't do that yet. I'm not built. So you need to, we need to try to figure out some time like that, get Deuce in there, and we're we going we gonna to throw some weights around. 
Levi, let me tell you, DeMond's, uh, his, his key to his success is tell you that he's a morning guy because he knows you're not a morning guy. So he ain't really in the gym <laughs> like that, man. He ain't really in the gym. He don't really be in the streets like he say he in the streets. You know what I mean? He ain't really that guy. <laughs> don't expose me. <laughs> he ain't really that guy. So whenever you're in the gym, you're good. So this is what I'm going to – I want to I wanna make sure happens at some point. You – uh, Damon, Deuce, and Willie Ramirez, all four of you guys need to get into the gym together and get a, a lift in. And I'm going to go – well, you're on the phone, so I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go – you're going to be my, my, my dark horse. I'm going to pick you to outlift these other guys. But I know Deuce is going to give you a run for your money. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't even say Deuce would give me a run for my money. I think Deuce would take my money if okay. he's going to do a lift off right now. I'm not even Deuce's. He's, he's, a, he's bona fide. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to act like I can go up against Deuce. I mean, I've seen I've seen Demond; he can put up some weight. I would definitely label myself as a dark horse. Okay. Um, I'm not. I I say I'll definitely label myself as a dark horse, but I'm not gonna talk trash against any of these other dudes because I know they can throw around some weight. So I'm just gonna humbly. I'm just gonna humbly say, don't sleep on me. That's okay. I hey, I, I respect that. Look, I tried to, I tried to hype you up, man. I tried to gas you up because I'm always, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna make Demond come in at least third. I'm not gonna ever <laughs> give him first or second. I'm always gonna let him come in at least third. That's just, that's just how I get down. But uh, it's, it's all love. Well, Levi, man, thanks for, uh, for, for giving us a few minutes today. It's always great catching up with you at the facility. I know I'll see you bright and early tomorrow. And uh, like I said, thanks so much. You got anything coming out on Raiders.com? I need to be on the lookout for. Uh, we're going to be throwing out some training camp notebooks. So okay. every other few days, we're going to throw out a. Our, I'm going to do a notebook on kind of what I notice and what I see, and give a give the fans a kind of a preview of what they should look out for. Also, I'm going to come out with another series called Letters from Training Camp, or nice. that's going to be the tentative name. I can't give you the real name of it yet, but it's going to be kind of a Letters from Training Camp weekly series. I'm going to do. Where I'm just going to kind of have a conversation with the fans and just about how camp is going for me and what I notice and just kind of the experiences. I think it'll be a really cool kind of like inside look at what it's like to be a reporter in training camp. So I'm really looking forward to that too. So nice. those are the really two things you guys can look out for. Uh, Raider Nation can look out for. So I'm, I'm excited. There it is. Well, hey, man, we're excited to have you. Thanks so much for your time. Great, great, great job as always. I'll catch up with you tomorrow at the Levi Edwards on Twitter is where you can find Levi. Thanks so much, my man. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. There he goes, Levi Edwards. Uh, I got a little worried at first when he said, like, letters from camp. I thought it, it almost sounded like a prison title. You know what I mean? Like, letters from uh, behind the bars or something like that. I was like, oh, no. And then he said that it, was, it wasn't really the real title. So I was like, all right, cool. It did. It had that prison vibe, right? You know, like, <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> Letters from the inside. You know, I'm just... It I'm just had, you have that one. It just, no, seriously, it had that prison vibe. That's all. But but he said that wasn't the real That wasn't the real title, so I'm okay with that. So I'm looking forward to it. I do think that's a great idea. I do. I think it's awesome to just, just document everything and, and uh, you know, just how it is being there and just kind of, you know, covering the team and everything from his point of view. Uh, I think that's a great idea, and I definitely appreciate some of his time, but I, I did I, – I got a little concerned, not going to lie. I got concerned about the, the letters from the inside. I'm just going to say, when he said that, my first thought was players writing a heartfelt letter to a woman of some sort. Oh, like, um, it's, like yeah. it's a love jam show no, or something? No, not even that, but just like, hey, man, I miss you. I, I'm down here at camp. Oh, that's funny. When I get done with camp, I'm going to see you. Uh, uh, that, see, that's just, that's, that's just like a prison letter. 
I know. Hey, girl, I got 30 days left, man. When I get out, I've been putting a, a, a little notch on the wall for every day. I see. So we are somewhat on the same page. You just took it to uh, to summer camp, and I just took it to prison. So there you ain't. You were in summer camp. I was in prison. Levi's just at training camp. So uh, good stuff from him. 2.47 is the time. When we come back, we'll hit all these text messages, man. We got a ton of them right now on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. If you could shadow a Raiders player, a coach, an owner, anyone in the organization for a day, who would it be and why? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Are the 2022 Raiders being overhyped or underhyped? That is the question that Careful. I am posing to all of you, starting Careful. with you, James Palmer. Their fans are pretty passionate, James. No, not at all. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> Be uh, careful what you say. I'm going to say they're underhyped. I'm going to okay, say this team is underhyped. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did they go to the playoffs last year? Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Right there, James Palmer. Good morning, football. NFL Network saying that the Raiders were underhyped. I think that's been a recurring theme. More and more and more of these folks are getting on the on the train. They're seeing the train, stopping at the station, and they're jumping aboard. More and more. We'll hear more coming up in the show today. Kimberly Martin from NFL Live. I have a lot of respect for Kmart. I've talked to her for years when she was a Jets beat writer, when she was the Washington Redskins, when they were exactly the Washington Redskins beat writer. Uh, been following her for a long time. Uh, her career is really blowing up. She's doing some big things. She was pretty high on the Raiders. Uh, she was talking about the Raiders today on uh, First Take, not on, on NFL Live. Well, she's been on, she's been on every show, actually, on ESPN today. But I have some audio from her on First Take where she was pretty high on the Raiders as well. So we'll get that to that a little bit later on the show. But we've been throwing out there the question to you about if you can shadow one person for 24 hours within the Raiders organization. It could be a player, a coach. It could be the owner. I mean, anyone. Uh, we had Levi Edwards on from Raiders.com, and he said the pres- president, Sandra Douglas Morgan. That was a great one. That was a really great answer. And, uh, you know, and then he talked about how much he loves Las Vegas. I thought that was a good series of answers right there on the president from Levi Edwards from Raiders.com. So we've been throwing that question out there. We've got some really good answers, and I didn't know. I didn't know there was going to be some love for MT. Shout out to my man MT, who does a lot of work uh, behind the scenes, does a lot of stuff in the public affairs uh, 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 area. But uh, my man Sir Whiskey Ray said Q&D. Great topic here on this Friday. I'm going to go deep inside the organization on whom I'd like to shadow for 24 hours. It would be Director of Public Affairs Mike Taylor. Being able to interact with the public, such as nonprofits, schools, companies, etc., would be great to see how these close relationships are behind closed doors. Forming long-term relationships goes a long way in this industry. As someone who enjoys interacting with the public, I'd love to get the opportunity to shadow Mike Taylor. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. I didn't think I didn't know Mike T was going to get some love right there. I didn't know it, but uh, that's cool. That's really cool. And MT is a great guy. I mean, great guy. He is uh, ever since ever since I've been here, he's been uh, fantastic. So. Uh, I, I just, you know, the relationship is so easy to get along with him, and that's how he forms those great relationships because he's an easy dude to get along with. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big MT guy, but that was cool. Uh, that, that was a good one from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray. Then we got another text, prison letters, 21 questions, 50 cent style. That goes back to our conversation that we had with Levi Edwards who was talking about uh, writing letters from inside, and I said it sounded like they were prison stories. But 50 Cent, 21 questions. We'll have to play that before the show's over. Not the whole song, obviously. We'll have to play some music from it, though. Good one. Uh, Raider Ryan. This is a really good text. I like this one from Raider Ryan. Hey, Q and Damon, love the show. 
being a person that has struggled with addiction for most of my life, even though I've been sober for five years, I'd like to follow Darren or Max, not only to see what they do football-related, but also what they do on a daily basis to combat their own addictions. That's from Raider Ryan. That's dope. I mean, that really is. That's awesome because I've said this for years, on top of years, on top of years, that those kind of uh, battles that they fight are everyday fights. Those are everyday battles. Those things don't just go away because you say, hey, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. They don't go away just because you say that. They're still there. I mean, those temptations are still right there, and, you know, they creep up, and I'm sure there's times of weaknesses where you're like, eh, uh, maybe just, just want whatever, you know, but you have to – you have to really fight that, that good fight, as Raider Ryan knows. Like he said, he's been sober for five years, so he knows what it's like. And, uh, you know, Max Crosby and Darren Waller, they're great examples of if you want to do it and you really set your mind to it, you can do it. And the, 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 I guess the, the intriguing part of that would be what do they do instead of, right? What do they do to put themselves in a good place where they don't feel like they need to go down that avenue. I think that's a great text, Raider Ryan. I definitely appreciate that. So definitely continue to hit us up, 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. You can hit us up at any time. Uh, we only have one more guest coming up on the show schedule. That's at 3.30 with Ted Nguyen from The Athletic. So you can hit us up and get your chime in on the phone lines, or you can hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. 2.56 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number two of the show. This is a Raider Nation Radio 920.